the Ticat Audio Network. This is Speaking with the Enemy. Tiger Cats, Red Wax from TD Stadium at Lansdowne, and you are tuned in to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. Greenworks Tools is kicking off your lawn care season with all the outdoor power you need. Tackle any chore like the pros by visiting us at greenworkstools.com. Folks, it's time for Speaking with the Enemy presented by Red Tag. RedTag.ca's Christmas in July exclusive savings are back. Beat the holiday rush by booking your fall or winter vacations early and take advantage of early booking bonuses and perks. Plus, get $125 off select vacation packages. Visit RedTag.ca to get your promo code savings today. Certain conditions do apply. Folks, our guest this week, no stranger to the Ticats Audio Network from TSN 1200 in Ottawa. And I'm telling you, he must be having more fun than any other play-by-play announcer in the Canadian Football League. A.J. Jakovec, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Great to be with you guys again. You know, A.J., Bob Dice has been using the word confidence a lot in his meetings with the media this week. Is that the way you think the players are feeling? I do think this is a confident group. I, I think they felt all along that this was going to be different, that this was going to be uh, the season that things turned around. I think there was a genuine belief that they had the talent uh, on both sides of the football, on offense, defense, and special teams has always been a strength of this football team since Bob Dice took over the special teams duties in 2016. So I think there was an inner belief that things would be different this year. But it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to believe it. You actually have to act it out. And to get back-to-back wins in the manner that they did against, you know, the class of the CFL in Winnipeg the last four seasons, and then to go into Calgary and get a tough road win there, uh, I I think uh, gives this group that belief that, okay, uh, what we thought we had, uh, we we now know we have. And and so, yeah, I think it starts from the top. It starts, uh, you know, certainly Sean Burke and the management team, but uh, Bob Dice, there's just... So much respect for him amongst the players here, and, and they would proverbially, we hear this all the time, that they would go through a wall for him. And uh, when you've got a guy like that who holds players accountable, it's not like he's just a player's coach that they love playing for and he won't hold them accountable. I think part of the reason they love playing for him is because he wants to make them better as a group, but also better as individuals. And, you know, sometimes you have to crack the whip to do that. So, um, yeah, so far so good from an Ottawa perspective, uh, three and three, but certainly a huge football game here tonight against the Ticats. Yeah, AJ, a lot of storylines to dive into, but let's stick with that confidence for a second. The Red Blacks are now fourth in the power rankings, whatever whatever that's worth in the CFL, but uh, <laughs> they were sixth last week, and that was the highest they had been all season. They started at, at eighth, and they've been be- between seventh and ninth all season. How important is it, or what's the messaging, I guess, going against a team like Hamilton, who's eighth in those power rankings here tonight after coming off those big victories? Yeah, I don't think they worry too much about that type of stuff, especially as you climb. It's nice for them to get a little bit of respect. Certainly, it's one of those things you pay more attention to when you're low in the power rankings or, you know, when they they, they show the CFL.ca picks of the week and all six uh, experts are picking the other team. Then, you know, the, you, you like to, to look at those types of things. But beyond that, I, I think they're just focused on what they need to do here this week. So it, I think it's validation of the fact that it looks like this team has turned the corner. But again, if you don't follow it up, here tonight with uh, a home win against Hamilton, 
you're, you're kind of back where I don't want to say where you started from because you're still in a good spot at three and four. But uh, I really think this is a huge football game here tonight for both teams and in particular uh, for Ottawa in the sense that if you lose this game, you lose the tiebreaker to the Ticats with uh, just one remaining game. And that certainly could come into play with how tight these teams, uh, Toronto, Montreal, and Hamilton, are in the East. So, to me, I think Bob Dice, the good news for Ottawa is that I think he's good at making sure that they turn the page. They would have celebrated for sure after the win in the locker room and felt pretty good about themselves. But on a short week, it was back to business on Monday after that uh, flight home on Monday morning. And yeah, basically, uh, all their focus uh, is on a huge divisional football game here tonight. Well, certainly a big reason for the recent success is the exciting play from Dustin Crum. Uh, he's averaging 86 rush yards a game in, in those three games. And uh, has he fully taken over the leadership role in the, in the quarterback room or in the offensive room or as a team as a whole? Or is he still kind of in that rookie position? Yeah, I think that's probably what's so impressive about him, Andy, is just the fact that he has taken that leadership role almost immediately. And, and generally, you don't see that uh, with, with rookies. But I, I think when you talk to to players, Nate Bahar has, has really been good at, uh, at kind of describing what Dustin Crumb's been all about. And he's kind of uh, described a bit of a screw you type of mentality that even when things aren't aren't going well, that he just believes that this group is going to get it done and he's going to be the one that's able to get it done. And, and you know, that can be a fine line sometimes when you're talking about cockiness, confidence, arrogance, whatever it might be. But, you know, from the players that I've talked to, he's uh, certainly on the right side of that line. I think it started in the, the Hamilton game when he didn't get the job done off the bench and, and tough circumstances you're thrown in starting quarterback and, and heartbeat of the team and Jeremiah Masoli goes down with a season ending injury and he came in and, and you know I thought he fared pretty well but some turnovers a fumble and a couple of interceptions and he took the blame immediately uh, that that it was all on him and I think he won uh, a lot of respect for that you can see how much uh, the guys love playing for him you can see in practice he's uh, you know sometimes you see quarterbacks that are a little bit aloof and just kind of doing their own thing but he's talking to the running backs he's talking to the old linemen he's talking to the receivers so uh, I, I think uh, they have full confidence but also full respect in him and he, he certainly has great great belief in his abilities and uh, you know I think that goes back to college where he won bowl games at Kent State was back player of the year in 2021 that's not too far ago so um, so far so good when it comes to that but it looks like he's got that uh, intangible leadership quality that you need when you're a starting quarterback in this league. Well, he, he's been exciting to watch, and you, and you mentioned someone who seemed to to have a special connection, Nate Bahar, uh, with with Dustin Crum. And Nate Bahar is one of three Ottawa receivers who were in the top ten of uh, Pro Football Focus's rankings, receiver rankings from last last week. Which again, you know, just take that for what it is, but. <laughs> Um, what can you say about this receiving core as a whole uh, helping a, a young rookie quarterback like Dustin Crum out uh, in this stage in his career? I, I would say to start the year, probably adequate in CFL terms, but I think it's got the potential to be one of the best groups in the league because 
Uh, starting tonight, Jack Evans is going to make his Red Blacks debut. And I, I thought he was the best Red Black in camp. He, he looked like the Shaq Evans uh, pre-injury, pre-COVID that we saw in Saskatchewan that uh, was a number one receiver for the Riders. So um, a, a guy that's physical, a, a guy that certainly is motivated. He's had injury troubles for sure, but a broken finger isn't something that I think you would call injury prone, like a hamstring or a knee or a back or something like that. So uh, you add Shaq Evans to this group with Justin Hardy, who's been real consistent, five-year member of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Nate Bahar, who's emerged as one of the top Canadian receivers in the league. And then Jalen Acklin, who was an all-star last year. It's been a bit of a slow start, but he's coming on the last couple of weeks as well. And then you think about Braylon Addison, who could be back uh, maybe as early as uh, a couple of weeks from now. So uh, to me, it looks like the potential to be... Uh, if healthy, a, a real top receiving core in this league. But I think they're, you know, they, they could make that jump from, you know, an average receiving core around the league to certainly upper third uh, with the addition of Evans and, and Addison if they look uh, anywhere near we saw in their best uh, days in both Saskatchewan and Hamilton. Well, a couple other guys making their debut tonight are uh, people that Ticat fans know a lot about. Jovan Santos-Knox coming in at middle linebacker and Cariel Brooks um, coming into the secundary. Not listed as a starter on the chart, but uh, got behind um, DeAndre Lamont, who seemed to be playing all over the field for, for you guys this year. Can you speak a bit about them and, and uh, just the defense as a whole? Yeah, I, I think, well, the secondary is certainly a, a trouble point uh, right now, and Calgary picked on them pretty good last week because they've got injuries. And, and Money Hunter, Keem Bailey, and, and a couple of others as well, Justin Howell at safety. So certainly get Carriel, getting Carriel Brooks back is huge. Some experience back there, that'll help. And then Jovan Santos-Knox, uh, curious to see how he looks. Uh, you know, they, they had Avery Williams, who was the heartbeat of this defense, for the last few years and, and moved on from him because they felt they had an upgrade in Santos Knox. Unfortunately, he was injured at camp, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, looking forward to seeing his debut in the middle tonight. And I think uh, someone that is expected to be the vocal leader of that defense. So um, the, the, the key of this defense is the front. They, they get a lot of pressure. Starts with Lorenzo Walden, defensive player of the year, but it's Mike Wakefield. It's Cleon Lang. It's, uh, you know, certainly Bryce Carter's got five sacks and, you know, they bring pressure from everywhere as well with Baron Miles. So to me, one of the keys here tonight is how much time will Bully by Mitchell have to throw the football because if he gets some time, boy, he's certainly someone uh, that can burn guys deep like we saw last week against the Stampeders. This has been Speaking with the Enemy, presented by Red Tag from TSN 1200. He's A.J. Jacobak. And, folks, uh, I'll tell you, my man, have a great call tonight. As I keep telling you all the time, don't have too good of a call for crying out loud. <laughs> Let's get this rivalry well, going up. It's been it's been fun. It's been fun watching this team play entertaining football again, win or lose. And uh, we get anything like we saw the last couple of weeks, no matter who wins, we're in for a doozy here tonight. Thanks for checking in, pal. Yeah, you bet. Cheers, guys.